0: In a world where all the movies are about superheroes, two friends team up to talk about movies from a simpler time, a time before iPhones. They'll search for deeper meaning, mock things they don't like, and of course there will be spoilers. Please join Terrence McHenry and Hollis Lazzarini as they get real nostalgic.
1: Hey everybody.
0: Hey, what's going on?
1: So, we decided to do a little something fun. We want to drop a bonus episode for you guys.
0: Nice bonus. <laughs> so, like so, it's that.
1: not like you're going to lose out. You're just going to, you're gaining.
0: You're getting a little extra. We're giving you a little bit extra. You know, it's the, tis the season to be giving, right?
1: That's what they say. That's
0: what they say. So, we've decided to give because we are giving people. Super generous. It's heart and generous, spirit. no doubt. And so, what did we decide to do here, Hals?
1: We wanted to to do an extra an extra episode. Yes. That was a, you know, a movie that we both liked when we were younger.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And that is
0: Christmas Vacation. I almost said Vegas Vacation. I don't know why that was <laughs> on my mind. I almost said Vegas Vacation. It's Christmas National Lampoons Christmas Vacation. Chevy Chase 1989. Beverly 1989 I was 16. Okay. Yeah.
1: Just to get through the credits, mm-hmm. um, so this was directed by Jeremiah Chachek. Thank you. Uh-huh. And it was written by John Hughes. Yes. Which surprised me. And this was based on, I think, like a, a story that was written about Christmas of 1959. Okay. It's crazy that National Lampoon's, all of these, especially the ones that star Chevy Chase, mm-hmm. the kids are always different. Yes. So we always get this like kind of fresh crop of mm-hmm. Griswolds yes. that enter our our world, and this time it was Juliette Lewis as Audrey, yes, and Johnny Galecki as Rusty.
0: Yeah, and I didn't get that connection. It, I didn't. I know who. Once you explained to me who he who he is, mm-hmm. I totally know who he is. Yeah, who, who he is. I watched Roseanne. Loved that show growing up, and then you said he's in Big Bang Theory, which I've I've watched it, but I didn't make that recognition of who the little boy was i haven't really put it together i would need to see like the little boy next to a current picture of galecki yeah sure yeah, and yeah i then get that maybe i could be like oh okay i, I kind of see it now you know what i mean
1: yeah yeah finally the budget was 27 million okay and the u.s gross was 71 million
0: so it made its money back and then some it did yeah no doubt I think this is one of those movies that it's it's got like its own name recognition, like a brand. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so people follow that brand.
1: You, you're right. And it builds upon the knowledge that we have of the Griswolds because yes. once we open the film and, and we're just in the car with them, mm-hmm. he's got this whole idea that he's going to cut down this tree.
0: They're going to resurrect the Griswold family Christmas tradition, which is to go out and get a Christmas tree, not just go to like a, a Christmas tree lot. Like, actually go out and cut down a tree.
1: Very ambitious. Yes. And right away, we've got this this road rage scene mm-hmm. that happens, and it is pretty aggressive. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, like, this guy, Clark, yeah. dude, you got your kids in the car. Let it like, go. What are you doing?
0: I love how he, he tries to, to, like, rationalize it with, with his wife, and he's like... You don't want to be behind a guy like this driving down the highway all this way, do you? Like, we're just going to, you know, get in front of him and just stay in front of him. Like, he, like, totally tries to rationalize it. He does. And totally puts, but it's, it's, I think it's like that in almost all the movies, if I'm not mistaken. At some point, he puts his family in some type of harm's way.
1: It didn't endear me to him much. No? No. But we get where we want to go. Yeah. We find the perfect tree.
0: It totally is. It's it's a beautiful tree. Gorgeous. And I loved how it was like in this whole area, there's all these trees. And then you walk into this one spot and there's this perfect tree and it's like by itself. Right. And it's like the the, the angels have shined down upon it. And you hear the like. Uh, yeah. And he's just so in love with it. And he's ready to get it.
1: But then we didn't bring a saw. No.
0: And I love how it's Rusty. That's like, hey Dad, did you bring a saw?
1: Actually, Rusty is is the he's a solid little resource through yeah. this entire film, no doubt. And there's no way. So they get there is no way they uprooted that tree.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's what I thought. I was like, okay, so he didn't bring the saw, and so I was like, so that means they got to dig it up. And I don't, I, I, I part of me remembers that they did that. But I was just like, first of all, the ground is like frozen. right? Like there's noticeable amounts of snow. Like you did not uproot this tree and have it all out with a big clump and everything down at the bottom roots and everything. Yeah. No. Yeah.
1: Like shallow little roots like yeah. that. There's no way. Trust it's me. It's still daytime. Like- I was just <laughs> digging in tree roots. Trust me. No. And it's, Stuff like that, that in the 80s, you know, that I think that as viewers, we were just like,
0: "Ah, it's it's movie magic. It's It's movie magic, baby. I'm not
1: going to worry about it. So they get the tree in. Clark, despite his best intentions, Mm -hmm. he he just he doesn't seem to think a lot of these things through. No,
0: he just wants the biggest tree. Yeah. Even even if it's not going to fit in the house. And he says, no, it's going to fit in the house. And I love how uh, it's Julia Louise Dreyfus. Yeah. And I don't know who the guy was that was. Didn't
1: recognize
0: him. I didn't recognize him at all. But um, their first interaction is he says to him, hey, Griswold, where are you going to fit that tree? And he says, bend over and I'll show you. Right. And the guy gets butthurt. He's like, how dare you talk to me like that? Like, you can't talk to me like that. And he's like, I wasn't talking to you. (laughs) <laughs> and the guy just looks over at Julie Lo- Louise Dreyfus, and doesn't say shit. He doesn't she say, say a shit. thing, not a word. He He's
1: just, like, I'm not going to defend her. No,
0: and uh, it's true. the The tree is way too big. Once they get it in the house, Beverly D'Angelo, what what is her name in the in the Ellen? She goes. Is there going to be enough room to put the angel on the top of the tree? And he's like, of course, you know, he's still got some trimming to do. But, you know, the the tree is pretty much in the house and he unclips it. And it breaks all the windows in the like general vicinity. And I love it because he's like, there's a lot of sap in here. Yeah. There's a lot of sap. And so later he's like in bed with Ellen and he's like reading a magazine. And every time he turns a page, he like rips it out of the book. Yes. Because it's like so much sap on his hands. And at one point he's like tangled in her hair and everything. It's just yeah.
1: And in that moment when she's asking about the angel, she knows the angel's not gonna fit. Oh yeah. It's the thing that the wife does to try and give the husband the pause, like, Hey, hey, yeah, just think about this for a second. Are you sure you wanna do it? Yeah. Okay, we're all right, we're he's going it. for it. We're all we're right, it's do done. It. Okay,
0: the windows are broken. And I love how she he's like, Do I ever like overdo it? Like and she starts a list off. Yes. <laughs> She's like, birthdays, graduations, like, but see, I think I would be that dad. Like, I would want the best. I would want everything to be super, you know, cool, whether it was a birthday or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's why I always kind of liked Clark Griswold, because I, his, although it may seem maybe a little misguided, like it's you're you're trying to buy like the love of your family but i think it's more than that to him i think it's not that he's trying to buy the love i think he just wants the best for them and maybe it was more than he had
1: i'm so glad you said that because (laughs) that was not my read on him at all no okay Mm -mm.
0: what was your read
1: my read on clark in this film in particular Mm -hmm. is that i felt he was doing all of those things for himself If you watch the reactions of his family throughout, like, everything that he's trying to do through the film, Mm -hmm. like, you look at them and they're like, we just know that he's going to do what he wants to do anyway. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if I protest. We just go along with it because it makes him happy. Mm -hmm. You know, it makes him happy to get the big tree and put on the big show and to do the lights. But when he pulls everyone outside to look at the lights, they're kind of like, yay. He wants the brightest house. He's competing with himself. I guess that's what kind of makes it funny in in some of the failures that he has is because he doesn't even need to exert this effort. His family would actually be fine with a smaller tree, less lights. For sure. But then we go holiday shopping. Yes. How did the scene with the young lady at the (laughs) counter strike you, Terrence?
0: That scene was awesome because he didn't even notice her at first. You know, he walks up to the counter, and he's looking at... I don't even know what he's looking at. Underwear. Is that what it is? It's underwear. Okay. So he doesn't see... I don't think he even sees the girl at first. And then she walks up. And it's funny, because the way she asks, it sounds like she's offering. Like She's like, can I show you something? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's very kind of sultry. At least that's how I took it. Okay. And then he's looking down, and so he hasn't even really looked up to see who's talking to him. And then once he does look up, you know, she's gorgeous. She's beautiful. And she's got this low cut, like front dress. And he's, he's, he's stuck at that point. And it's funny because he he tells her that she's gone Mm -hmm. almost, but it sounded like he was saying that she was dead. Right. And then he says, Oh, she's not dead. We're divorced. Yes, And then so completely lies and says that he's not even married anymore and is enamored by this beautiful woman. And then Rusty comes up and kind of sees he sees him from the distance and knows it's funny because as he's walking up, he looks up and he sees Clark Griswold talking to this girl and then kind of smiles and knows, I think, what's going on over there and then goes over and kind of confronts him in front of the lady.
1: Yeah, as she's yeah. like hoisting her skirt up to show him how high yes. the underwear goes up the leg and it's invisible—you can't even see <laughs> can't the even lines. See the panty
0: line, yeah.
1: The only thing that salvaged the scene for me was when she or he says, um, "Tis the season to be merry." Yes, and she's like, "That's, That's my, my name." name. <laughs> <laughs> we get back to the house, and all of the in-laws show up. They roll in. And it's just this chorus of, like, all these people complaining about their ailments. Like, my bunion hurts.
0: <laughs> Yo, what's this
1: mole on my neck?
0: And you're going to rub this bunion for me. And I'm going to give you a whole quarter whole for Whole quarter. It. And he's like, a whole quarter? And he's like, and, uh, and she goes, and Audrey can get a quarter, too. And he's like, we could get a quarter, Audrey. Woo! <laughs> They're just...
1: They're they're perfect. A couple of them are a little curmudgeon-y, and mm-hmm. then and the other ones are really sweet yes. and like nice. Yes. And yeah, they're they're just they're just great. Yes.
0: I loved what was her name? The oldest lady. Oh, that's Aunt Betty. Aunt Betty. Yeah. She was my favorite. Aunt Betty's awesome. She was totally my favorite. I love She warms my heart. She gave Grace and she's like, I pledge a leech and to the flag. <laughs> it was awesome. It really was. It was really cute. It was. And her boyfriend was super funny too, and kind of just an old cantankerous man. Yeah. That just did things his own way too. Like, didn't give a fuck that he caught that tree on fire. He didn't
1: give a shit about he anything. Didn't give
0: a shit about it. Like, he was like, what? It was a little dry. Wait,
1: no, he gave a shit about his cigar.
0: Yes. For sure. For sure.
1: But yeah, yeah that, and like, and that's the thing. So when, before before he lights the tree on fire, you know, Clark's out there trying to string the lights. Yes. Actually those little sequences did build upon themselves and and they got funnier to me Mm -hmm. was his interactions with the neighbors. You've got these posh like neighbors that they're they're great. Basically they leave and when he catches on the rain gutter Uh and like the rain it's the it's the rain gutter ice rocket that like flies (laughs) perfectly into their living room blows their stereo up yes. and i love the scene when they're sitting there trying to figure out what happened
0: uh-huh.
1: it's so funny it because is. i would be i would be so flummoxed yeah. like this is broken there is nothing here there is why not a ball is it, why is it there all is not wet?
0: and why is it and all then wet? i would
1: be creeped out yeah and then i'd be freaking out because like not only is shit broken, but now there's like mystery fluid. Yeah, no doubt. No. I don't like it. No,
0: I don't. I, it's funny because they then immediately look out the window at, I think, toward Clark Griswold's yes, house. you know, yes. And they, they figure it has something to do with him.
1: But. I think they see, yeah, they see the, the gutter kind of hanging off. Yeah. They're like, hmm.
0: Mm. But they don't confront him about it. I no. think the first thing I'd have done is gone over and knocked on the door and be like, okay, so the stereo that you fucked up. Was this much money plus the window? Like we got all this that you're gonna have to pay for, Mr. Griswold. But they totally didn't do that.
1: And I, I still feel like it's building upon this prior knowledge of Clark Griswold, where they're like, "What good's it gonna do?" Yeah. You know this. This is that asshole neighbor that there's nothing you can do about it.
0: Yeah. But it's funny because the guy says, "She goes, I hope he falls and breaks his neck Yeah. Real sweet. And he goes, "Oh, I'm sure he'll fall." But we won't be lucky enough for exactly. him to break his neck. Yeah,
1: real warm-hearted Seriously. people,
0: great neighbors. Yeah, <laughs>
1: I think that's like yeah, that's the first day. Yes, it's, it's like the 18th of December. Mm-hmm. He wakes up early in the morning. Actually, he was pretty much up all night playing with the with the Christmas lights. Yeah, and it looks like they have this tradition of hiding their presents in the attic. Yes. So he gets trapped in the attic mm-hmm. by his mother-in-law. Yes. And he seems to be a little distressed about it.
0: He can't get out.
1: No. And it's freaking cold. Yeah. And so he's rifling through all these things. He did, you know, find this lovely menagerie of of different. He's got the mink shawl. Yeah. And the pink gloves. And the head. And the little turban. Yes. And then he finds the home movie. Yeah. And I think that maybe he's then content because he's not cold. Mm -hmm. And he's got some entertainment. He's
0: got his memories.
1: So what? He's trapped in the attic. Yeah. And then they do finally get back and Mm -hmm. he gets out and that's all jolly. (laughs) They're still fiddling around trying to figure out what's going on with these lights. And my favorite part of that was just, I can't even tell you how many extension cords I would see like that in Mm -hmm. people's houses. Like it was pretty much like that a lot. You know, you're just stacking cords on top of cords and like another little
0: People are crazy with that shit. And that's completely a fire hazard. And When you looked at that bundle right there, plugged into the wall and you see all those cords just coming out of you're like the fuck. Like, and she's like, are you sure everything's plugged in? Did you miss one? And he's like, no, like no way. Like Rusty, you checked all the lights, right? Yeah. yeah. Dad. <laughs> I love how when they were getting ready to start, he hands Rusty this ball that's like a beach ball of lights, and says, "Untangle this." Yeah. And so, yeah. And then I love how he was like, "That's two hundred and fifty strands of lights, one hundred light bulbs each one. That's twenty five thousand lights." And he has the whole number down, and then goes to flip the switch, and nothing.
1: I I, I would be so frustrated. I would lose it at that point because I don't have a lot of patience with technology as is. So Uh something as simple as, you know, stringing lights. And Uh the thing that I did like in this scene, though, was when they finally get the lights lit. He's he's kind of, you know, really just relishing the moment. You Mm -hmm. know, he's really everyone's just staring at, at, at these lights and. He's talking to everybody, and then all of a sudden, there's cousin Eddie, and I loved that entrance. Yeah. It was really, really cool. I love Randy Quaid. I do too. I think he's hilarious. I do too. When he's just standing there, just like doing that nod, yeah. and like, and just like with his hat, and I just, he just made me smile. Yes, it was really great. And then when Clark realizes that it's him, he's, he's just like,
0: he's like Eddie, <laughs> Eddie, <No>. <laughs> Eddie. <laughs> I love their interactions with each other because, uh, you know, Eddie is the consummate loser. You ah, he's know awful. what I mean? Like, can't keep a job. And when they're talking about it, they're like, you know, he's he's been out of work for seven years. He's like, well, what's, he can't find a job in seven years? And he's like, yeah, he's holding out for a management position. And I'm just like, Ugh.
1: What? Eddie,
0: Eddie, get a job, yo,
1: Eddie, man, like someone has not told you the way it works. But I've met people like that.
0: Oh, I know lots of people like, oh, I don't want to take this job that's only going to pay me 12 bucks an hour. Yeah. And you're just like, so you'd rather not make any money at all? You'd rather just be broke? Like, yeah, you could start at $12 an hour. And if you got a little gumption, then you can make it to 20 or $25 an hour. But you got to fucking earn it. And so, yeah, when I heard that, I was just like, oh, I know people like that. Too.
1: Yeah. yeah. And it didn't. I it, it made me like frustrated with Eddie because on other levels, it's like, but you have kids mm-hmm. and that's really messed up, yeah. dude. And,
0: and steady knocking his wife up, apparently, you know, he's, you're right. Yeah. Like yeah. they're not stopping in the old, you know, in and out <laughs> no. <have> no job.
1: <laughs> and like. I don't know, like then he's the way that it then kind of bled over into the whole Christmas thing and his kids and his kids being told like maybe they did something wrong and Santa didn't come. Yeah. And it made me like that scene when Clark is talking to the little girl about Santa and how Santa's real. And yeah. it made me feel sad because it was like, this is really horrible because if you don't come through for her, yeah, it's now. like it's even worse. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. Jumped ahead. Before he has the conversation about Santa, uh-huh. he's having his fantasy moment about the pool.
0: Oh, yes. He sure is.
1: And I love, I've always loved that song. Uh-huh. The Hawaiian. Yeah. It's very fun. hmm And it kind of reminded me of the scene in uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont yes, High. Yes,
0: yes. Very similar.
1: And I, I didn't remember this. I only remember him fantasizing about the girl from the counter. I had forgotten that Eddie is fully in his fantasy yes. around the pool initially yes. and he's like waving to him yes. he's drinking his beer and he's got like um what do you have like
0: tidy whiteies and then no, like a he s- had like wife beater on and then he had like like banana hammock like yeah. swim shorts cheetah print but, but his <laughs> wife beater was tucked down yes. into the shorts <laughs> and like you could see them like coming out on his legs totally eddie it like made yeah sense, and it made me laugh
1: you know clark's just so immersed in in this in this thing and then by the end of it mm-hmm. he's got both hands on like the side of the window frame yes. like bracing
0: himself yes
1: as his imagination runs wild with mm-hmm. the young lady from the from, from the counter from the
0: department store yes and then that's when the little girl thinks he's santa because he's standing there in like a red robe and his back is to her, and so she can only see so much. And she's like, Santa Claus?
1: Yeah. And
0: it's Uncle Clark. And then Clark.
1: It's, it's just Uncle
0: Clark. And he turns around, which they could have totally played on that. like, but you know, I know, they, but PG-13, PG right? PG-13, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so then that's when he has the, the conversation with the little girl about you know Santa being real and basically that it wasn't anything that she did. To not make Santa come. And he promised her. He was like, and I guarantee you, this Christmas is going to be so much better. Yeah. And so there, again, I think there you see that it's not just about him at that point. You know what with I mean? With the kids, I agree. With the kids. Yeah. And so he he goes shopping with with Eddie. Mm-hmm. And Eddie's picking up. Everything he picks up is for the dog. I, don't I know. don't know if you know. notice that. It's like, like a six-pack of dog like wet food then a big bag of dog food and then like another bag of dog food and he's telling him how he didn't have any money and all this stuff and clark wants to help him and he tells him hey you know i want to give stuff to your kids i want your kids to have a good christmas
1: He's like, oh, that's great because I have this list right here.
0: Alphabetical order. Everything. Amazing,
1: And I really want to get you something special.
0: So, you know, pick yourself something out nice. Really nice. (laughs) Because like. Because you're doing me a favor. You're doing me a solid. So pick yourself up something nice. Feeling good about it. Yes.
1: And I thought that was really generous. I thought that was kind. you know, to me, those are the moments with Clark where I'm like, okay. Yeah. All right, dude. Mm Mm-hmm. But other there was another moment with him and Eddie where it's a setup for something to happen later. But it just kind of annoyed me when Eddie's dumping his chemical sewage into the storm drain.
0: His shitter. Yeah. Fluid. Yeah.
1: And Clark says something to the effect of, oh, what an idiot. You know, that's illegal. And anyone who lights a match within 10 feet of that's going to blow. Yeah. And I'm like, it's right outside your front door dude. Mm-hmm. Like how do you not care about that? Yeah. How do you not stop him from doing what he's yeah. doing? But it was a setup for the later for sure when it does explode.
0: For sure. So he's out there doing that and it's funny because even the neighbor sees him doing it and he's like shitter was full. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just love how See,
1: I love him. Yeah. He's just he's just hilarious. No doubt. No doubt. If we can bounce back to Aunt Betty. Mm-hmm. I mean Aunt I mean, Betty.
0: She's my shit, dude. That's <laughs> I would love to spend Christmas with her.
1: It mel- melted my heart when they were when when she basically said like oh she's forgetful and they don't have much but she just wants to bring something. Yes. And she, she wrapped, wrapped her, her cat.
0: Cat and her <laughs> Jello, and I loved how like uh, Eddie comes up and he's like this one's. They first they realize that the that, that the one gift has a cat in it. Yeah, Rusty figures. Rusty. it Rusty,
1: see ru- that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Rusty is the one who's pulling it all together. Yeah. I swear, Rusty
0: figures it out. He's like, there's there's something moving in this and it's, I think it's her cat.
1: And when he picks it up, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I liked that.
0: And then She's like, unwrap it. He's like, then we're going to have a cat roaming around here. Yeah. Like, and she's like, it's better than that, than being in a box. And then Eddie comes up and he's like, this one's leaking. And so she sticks her finger in it and goes, I don't know. And Eddie just puts his mouth on her finger. Yeah. Yeah. And, hmm. and he's like, tastes like lime and he's he's like oh it's her jello blah blah blah. and then that's when they explain she's just super sweet yeah it's like that's so adorable yeah no doubt
1: it it turns out to be gross but it's really adorable (laughs) at the same time yeah no doubt
0: and then they uh they're at dinner they want her to say grace and i love how the old man is like they want you to they want you to say grace and she's like, Grace. She died in 1983. She's like, No, not Grace. Blessings. And she's like, Oh. And
1: and and you know, what was
0: it? It was the Pledge of Allegiance. It was. It was. Like, I pledge allegiance to the flag, and everybody just rolled with it. I think even Eddie stood up. And he put did. his hand over his he heart. He did, yes. True patriot. Right That's there, right. Friend. Yes.
1: And then what the heck was in the Jello?
0: Cat food. Okay. Because he goes, does your cat eat Jello, Aunt Betty? They show it, and there's little cat food things on top okay. of jello. Okay, I'm triangles. so glad it was
1: cat food because I actually thought it was something else. What did you
0: think it was? I
1: didn't know. <laughs> I just thought it was something really gross. <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah, and and so I'm really yeah. glad it was just like was some cat, cat food. That's excellent. That totally makes me food. feel a lot better. Nice. I do want to know though, what happened to that turkey,
0: dude? Because it looked bomb as fuck on the outside. How do you? I'm impre- I'm not even mad. I'm impressed at how she was able to do that.
1: But with, it, it, it it like explodes and shrinks, like it like it like pops.
0: It like because it was like full of air, like yeah, like but she had cooked it so much that it cooked away all the meat everything like it was like cobwebs on I want to know if it's
1: possible
0: I don't think so not with that outer crust looking so brown and delicious Yeah, and perfect on the outside there's no way that that thing could could
1: do that That's and I, I have to say impossible. Christmas dinner looked horrible I did not envy them eating that food that it looked awful it everything looked horrible like the potatoes are really starchy and so they yep. wouldn't even come off the spoon yep. and the Jell-O's got cat food yep. in it turkeys just dry skin
0: and he's like he's like chewing yeah i hated that i hated
1: that (laughs) i don't know about you but watching people eat on screen is awful oh
0: it's hilarious
1: and and sometimes it works really really well Uh to almost make you feel like that Uh but in this one i'm like oh gosh can we please move on from dinner
0: yes and we do we do
1: and it's like some some little bit of some noises and some stuff going on over here and, yeah. and, and Clark's always the first to get up and investigate. And he, he, he goes to check out his tree. He's like, why isn't my tree lit up? Like, where are my lights? What's yeah. going on? And he, he crawls into the tree and he sees that both of the things are just perfectly unplugged. Nothing yes. wrong with nope. the with the outlet. Nothing nope. wrong with the plug. Nope. He's like, sweet. Plugs them yeah. right back in.
0: There's two of them. Yeah. So <laughs> he plugs the first one in and some lights come on and then he plugs in the second plug as the cat is totally chewing on the cord and fries the cat like it's they smell it because I think it's like obviously the cat is dead. It's but it's like a fluff of stuff underneath the chair. Yes, it's like and it
1: burned burned it just yes. went through the floor
0: and Eddie still wanted to, to keep the chair. He told Oh he, I know. He he's, told me think I, I think I can fix this. I yes. can refurbish it. Yes, this it is a fine again. piece this of a, furniture. I wanna know how much did you how much did it set you back? That's right. And he never answered him that.
1: No. Yeah. And Eddie's aesthetic choices are, you know, in question. Oh yeah. When he was talking about the R V, then he said that that he uh he'd swapped it for his house yes. or in trade and I'm like, Well, yeah. what'd your house look like? <laughs> and he's like, Isn't she a butte? And yeah. it's like, No. No,
0: not at all, dude. That thing's <laughs> a piece of shit
1: yeah so i think it was a kindness to not tell aunt betty no doubt especially maybe in the moment maybe later mm-hmm. we get a replacement cat i'm gonna go ahead and fill that into the narrative that that just happened and, and we don't she,
0: she wouldn't have noticed it could have been a completely it's different true cat and
1: well she, well, she did have... wrap it up so maybe she just never intended for the cat to be there anymore
0: no doubt, no doubt. she's like i'm gonna give this damn cat away yes nice
1: obviously especially for clark like clark clearly had a vision of how his holiday was going to go and it's just not working out at all no, and it, it kind of just keeps getting worse yeah. I mean I think everyone wants to just kind of chill out finish dinner and mm-hmm. then there's another kind of dust up all of a sudden
0: well there's also the dog so the dog's under the table and makes like like a lot of noise like a lot of noise and even at one point like I think moves the whole table mm-hmm. and Clark is like you know is your dog okay and you hear the dog down there just giving it up and he's like oh he's just coughing up a bone you know he's like maybe you know you shouldn't feed him from the table i i think eddie was offended by that i don't think eddie did feed him from the table no he he didn't he was like he did get into the trash though and then they turn around and the whole trash can is just all spread out over the floor
1: man the restraint in the 80s look at all of these people just holding it back i'm gonna tell (laughs) you what Oh, that would be rough. Like oh, yeah. at that point, where mm-hmm. you're just like, "Why are we doing this yeah. anymore? This is hell." Yes. Now I'm cleaning off trash off the. F- oh now. Yeah, yeah. And so, isn't it at this point though, like that it was Uncle Lewis, and he wanders into the living room and and he wants to have his he cigar. Have cigar, yeah. And as he lights the cigar, yes, it. What caught on fire? What made the tree? Oh, it was because it was too dry. I think they're inferring it was too dry because the dog drank the water. the dog drank
0: the water and then it was just too dry after that. And so then he lit his cigar. But it still doesn't make sense how lighting the cigar would.
1: It's about as believable as the turkey. No doubt. Yeah. So. So
0: The tree is gone. Toast. It's like. No green at all. It's all you see are like branches, and it's burnt the fuck up.
1: And it and I'm also thinking like I hope you get a really good bonus, Clark, yeah. because you've broken just about every damn window in your house. You've yeah. got burn marks and th- things are the things through the subfloor. Like this is not cheap shit. Yeah,
0: it's really On expensive. On top of that, you want to put this pool in. Yeah, like wow. That yeah, bonus better be friggin' really huge. big. Yeah. But this whole time, that's that's the thing that's kind of perplexing him with everything that's going on. Every once in a while he throws out, you know, I still haven't gotten that, that bonus check yet. Mm-hmm. And then he's talking to one of the guys at work and he asks him, have you gotten yours yet? And he's like, oh, you know, my kid said that some delivery guy brought an envelope to the house. That's probably what it is. I haven't opened it yet. He's like, don't worry, you're going to get it. Don't yeah. worry about that. And that's when... Clark has kind of a confession. He's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I need this because um, I put down seventy five hundred dollars on the pool, you know, to reserve it so that I can make sure that we have it by summer,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which I don't really have that money to do that. So this needs to to be what it is so that all this can happen.
1: Basically, yeah. so now his precious tree has been destroyed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He will not. He will not be beaten. He's not going to give up. No.
0: I like that about him, though.
1: Nope. He marches S- his ass right outside. And he finds the hand. fucking first tree he sees, and he <laughs> cuts that shit down. Cuts that
0: bitch down, takes it in the house, gets it all set Breaks up. Breaks a
1: neighbor's window. Yep. I don't care. not give a fuck. And they don't do anything again, again.
0: nothing at all. They let him just break their shit, and they don't say anything.
1: No wonder they wanted him to fall off the ladder break and die. His neck, yeah. I mean.
0: They didn't say die. You're right. Just break his neck. I
1: mean. <laughs> It was 89. Yeah. I think they maybe possibly meant...
0: Die. Yeah. <laughs> PG-13, right? No doubt.
1: <laughs> so he gets his tree and everything seems to kind of be settling in for a second. Mm-hmm. And who heard it first?
0: Aunt Betty did. The deafest one of the whole crew heard it first. And she was like, what's that noise? And she's like, I hear like a squeaking or something like that. And he was like... Though her boyfriend or her husband was like, you couldn't hear a truck driving through a nitroglycerin factory. And I think Clark at that point gets up to investigate and goes over to the tree and then he can kind of hear something. And he's like, what is that?
1: And there's this little furry face that pops out. This little bitty.
0: There it is. And he just kind of. It's a squirrel.
1: He he does his best impersonation of a flying
0: squirrel. (laughs) And jumps right out at Clark Griswold.
1: And that's another no thank you moment for yes, me. No doubt. Ooh, rodents <laughs> flying directly at your face. But
0: I'm gonna pass on that. And
1: squirrels, surprisingly, I had just read about this <laughs> over the summer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Certain types of squirrels are very aggressive.
0: Oh, I bet. And I think any kind of animal really can be
1: they but... can be, but like if you see gray squirrels around here, they're mm. not that aggressive. They'll they'd rather just move on. Okay. But red squirrels, hmm. they will stop and square up with you.
0: I'll kick and shit chirp out at
1: you and squirrel. be like, like you know, like trying to make some noise. Oh. And it's like you, you realize you're a squirrel, right? Like, <laughs> you know, I'll
0: kick the shit out Like of you're right? like the size of my foot. Like you do
1: understand that. <laughs> and I say that sitting in the comfort of my home right of now, course. and not like toe to toe with an aggressive squirrel. <laughs> so, you know, I
0: was in San Diego, and I was standing in the like the foyer of my my workplace and we had all these flowers and stuff set up out there, Mm -hmm. and I was like kind of just standing there checking out the flowers and stuff, and this hummingbird comes in, and it's like going around, and it's checking out the flowers and stuff, and I was like, oh, that's awesome. (laughs) like That's so cool. And so at one point, I'm just still standing there. The hummingbird flies up towards me, and it's just hovering like right in front of me, just like right there in that moment. I'm just like, this is fucking cool it totally punked me it was like uh, like like came are you at serious? Me and I serious like, oh. like I, it made me back up i was like oh like i thought we were cool like what was oh, that no. all about like
1: no you got too close to my flower it's not okay it's my nectar
0: i was like wow but yeah the squirrel jumps out and the dog is immediately after
1: it oh yeah And and I would have just gotten out of the way and just let the dog handle that for sure. But when they're running around and the squirrel at one point is attached to Clark on his back. Yeah, that's like the worst case scenario. (laughs) If you do have a dog that size, I mean, it's a Rottweiler and it's not playing around.
0: Not at all. It wants to murder that squirrel.
1: Oh, my gosh. And it did get it, didn't it? I think so. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the dog got the squirrel. Yeah. But it wasn't on Clark anymore. No. And so the courier shows up. Yes. And did you notice what the name of his company was?
0: I didn't. What was it?
1: It was called Speedball Mail.
0: Wow. Yeah. I did not see that. That's fucking hilarious. I didn't
1: write all of them down, Uh but they are littered throughout this film. and. He gets this this check that he assumes is his bonus when he mm-hmm. would think nothing else. Why would he think anything
0: yeah. else? And I like how he hasn't even opened it yet. And he's like, you know, I, I'm so like, oh, my God, like this is just I'm, I've been so, sh- you know, short with everybody. I'm so sorry. Like this has just been stressing me out. Yeah, real stress. He's like, but, you know, I'm going to just let it out now. You know, I, I wanted to let everybody know I'm going to build a pool. And, and that's what this crazy. Bonus is for. They go crazy. And, he, and everybody goes crazy. They want a pool. It's so stoked. It sounds so great. Yeah. And he's like, and if this check is as good as I think it will be, I'm going to fly you guys all out here for the, the grand opening of our pool. And Eddie goes, Clark, I can't swim. And he goes, I, I know, know, Eddie. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> And then he opens up the envelope. Oh, boy. And what is it? It is a year.
1: year subscription subscription to to Jelly. Jelly
0: of the Month Club. And Eddie's response to that is, that's the gift that keeps on giving, Clark.
1: Right. (laughs) And, you know, Jelly's just not going to cut it for Clark. Jelly don't pay for pools, people. It sure don't. Okay.
0: Before this scene, though, at one point he says to... I don't know if he's talking to Eddie directly, but he says at some point, I wish my boss was here right now. Or if he's, I think early on, earlier on, he said, if I don't get the bonus that I need, I would hope that my boss is here wrapped up. In a red, bow, and a red bow, so I can tell him so I can everything tell him I just said to kiss my ass or something yeah, like he, that. Yeah, that. because he—that's
1: my favorite scene. He yes. goes on tirade. Yes, and he calls him everything but a man. Yes, and it's hilarious. Yes,
0: and so then at one point, at this point, after he's opened up the envelope and he sees that he's a, a member of the Jelly of the Month Club, <laughs> uh, he is flabbergasted. He doesn't know what he's going to do. I think he realizes that. He's written a check for $7,500 that he didn't have, that how how much debt he's about to be. There's no way they're going to have this pool now, like all this stuff. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you see Eddie's RV taken off. And at first I hadn't seen this movie in so long. And I was like, there's not going to be a pool. Eddie's like, I'm the fuck out. Fuck <laughs> you guys. See ya. And leave his family. Leave everybody. Just he splits. Yeah. And it's funny because I, I make a note of this to myself. And I'm like Eddie's split, like that's fucked up. Like he's gone, bailed on Christmas, bailed on Christmas, bailed on his family, yeah, everybody. And so then all of a sudden he's back.
1: And who's got a big old red bow on, on him in his PJs? Of, yeah,
0: in the house. There's Eddie
1: the Witt. old, the old grouchy Eddie boss. Eddie got
0: the boss for him, and that shows you Eddie's might not be the brightest dude in the whole wide
1: world. No, no, but I did want to say something about okay. the boss the best asshole boss voice for sure he's so got the best good voice.
0: he's and you know he does lots of voiceovers and cartoons and stuff like that that voice is it's great it's great and it's funny as soon as i heard it i was like whoa that dude does so many voices for different cartoons and stuff like that
1: it's so good
0: so he's got them all wrapped up in a bow and brought him to to the house to answer for what he didn't do
1: It's such an awkward and quick scene. Yeah. Because you're right. Like, there's that element where you're like, oh my gosh, you just went and kidnapped someone. This is illegal. This is a huge problem.
0: This is not making Christmas better.
1: Like, (laughs) you are making Christmas exponentially worse, Eddie. But the boss then, and he even says it, you know, he has this experience where he sees firsthand what, you know, saving, he gets to line his pockets, Mm -hmm. which is really nothing man making that kind of money is yep. what I, I feel they're trying to convey to us yep. and and the way that it affected his employees that make his company run
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he wouldn't have gotten it if Without eddie didn't them. kidnap him
0: yeah which is horrible totally but it it it, it brought him to that epiphany and it's funny because in the next scene it's the wife talking to the cops my husband's been
1: kidnapped it All is not a game you know, it's
0: not a game
1: Those were like private security or something that
0: Eddie says, though, he's like, uh, he says, you're fired at first to Griswold to Clark. The boss says, oh, yeah, you're fired. And he's like, he's like, no, you can't fire him, blah, blah, blah. I did this. He's like, well, you're still fired and you're going to go to jail. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's pissed. I mean, I would be, too. You don't know what's going on yet or he hasn't figured that out yet. Yeah. And then he has the epiphany. You know, he realized he hears what Clark has to say about, you know, wanting this Christmas to be what he wanted it to be for his kids and his family and how it was all contingent upon this Christmas bonus that Mm -hmm. now he ain't got.
1: I thought a lot. Well, I didn't think a lot about it, but (laughs) I was thinking about it later. And on the one hand, you know, somebody in the in the corporate position might say to somebody like Clark, well, is it my fault that you assumed That you were going to get a bonus Mm -hmm. it's not a guarantee that's why they call it a bonus and because you paid you know you you kind of use your money inappropriately like you you overspent Mm -hmm. on money you didn't have right yeah but clark's point is valid as well is that the way in which if you establish a track record within a within a corporation where every single december you give a bonus of course people are going to count on that for sure and to think otherwise is saying how stupid you think i am Mm -hmm. and i liked the that play because yeah. it's it's kind of both. Like the whole time throughout this movie, I think that Clark is aware that he really screwed up. Yeah, you shouldn't spend 700 and, seven hundred or seventy five hundred dollars that you, you don't, don't have. have. Yeah, and it's so reckless for a family person. For sure, you know, we single people with <laughs> with, no with no children we can, can, we bounce can bounce back from yeah. something usually. Yeah, um, but but this is different and. For sure. And so it kind of was playing with that the whole time and and I kept thinking that it's like, well, what you created the stress for yourself, mm-hmm. but then at that in that final scene, you totally get that thing of like, yeah, but yeah, you know, don't establish something like that with and your employees and screw them over like that yes. And it because it is real. Mm-hmm. and most families i would I would argue would maybe not use that bonus. Or have the luxury of using that bonus for a pool, no. but would we actually need it mm-hmm. to to make their bills
0: for sure, for sure, and still have a good Christmas because yeah. Christmas is one of those things. It's, yeah, you have this this tradition, this thing that people have done for so many years, and especially if you have kids, that kids love because they love presents and everything yeah. like that. And so, on top of it, of you having to pay all your bills and everything, then all of a sudden in the middle of the month, here's this holiday where kids are expecting stuff. Yeah. And they're kids. You know? And they don't, yeah, they can't understand. They don't understand that you're no. broke. Nope. They don't know that. Like, they still expect, and like, a lot of them think that Santa, it's Santa. So it's, yep. it's not about you not having money. It's just this reality of imagination that these that we've created. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's not their fault, but it's, so yeah, it's sad. It is. <laughs>
1: But it all ends on a on a on a high note, you know. Yeah, he I tells mean,
0: him whatever you got last year, add 20 percent,
1: and he's just like, he's, what?
0: he loses his shit. Yeah. he's so stoked. <laughs>
1: and I think that you know, it just it all of the heavy weight is lifted. You know mm-hmm. that stress is gone. It mm-hmm. to have such a big turn after so many things were going wrong, yes. and and it's like a big victory, and yes. it, it really makes Christmas. And what's really interesting about this movie? Okay, we don't celebrate Christmas with them.
0: You're right. They do not. Christmas
1: is the next day. I just hope that they had the best Christmas. I hope so,
0: too. Nice. One of my favorite scenes, which you didn't talk about, and I want to just talk on real quickly, is, you know, we talked about how he'd done everything as far as putting the lights up. Mm -hmm. And then when they finally did get the lights going, my favorite part was that they show his electric meter and it's going off the chain like it is so bright all the lights that even the neighbors it's like they can't even see anymore right and then they're like at like a nuclear plant and it's like losing its shit and it's like you hear the alarms going off and all they do is switch it to off and (laughs) it's like i almost felt like they knew it was clark griswold
1: yes you know what i mean
0: it's like everyone
1: knows about Clark. they
0: knew it was him so they were just like just turn it off. It's fine. That's all. It's fine. But I loved it. And again, it's it maybe not as funny to me as an adult as it was for me in 1989 as a 16-year-old, 17-year-old yeah. kid. I don't even know. I probably didn't see this one in the theaters. Mm-hmm. It was probably one of the ones that I saw on VHS. But it was uh, much funnier to me, I think, as a young, as a teenager. I and, think it
1: was funnier to me as yeah. a kid, too.
0: And this time, there don't don't get me wrong, I laughed during the whole movie, but I don't know, it was just, it was a little different.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I still, I still am really glad that we did this. No I doubt. think it's it's a lot of fun. I hope that, that you guys, uh, you know, have some fond memories of this film as well. And oh, yeah. Yeah. This so
0: is your bonus episode. <laughs> your bonus Christmas episode. Christmas time. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you.
1: There you go. You know. That's what you get. That's what you get. No lumps of coal for you this year. No way. We don't don't do that. No. No, no, no. No. no.
0: I'd rather save that coal and use it in my barbecue. Excellent.
1: (laughs) Well, I just hope I never have a turkey like the one we saw.
0: She's like, I knew we put it in too early or something like that.
1: You know, maybe we can all learn a little something Mm. from this movie, right? You know, don't over... (laughs)
0: Don't put your turkey in on the 18th. No. No, don't do it. <laughs> but, ha- but
1: do have an amazing holiday, whatever holiday you Please. celebrate. yes. And uh, we hope it's a great one.
0: One of my favorite commercials before we go is, uh, I think it was like a sprint commercial or something like that. And it was like, Merry Christmas, Mahana Kwanzaa. Perfect. So it was like all of them. Merry Christmas, Mahana everybody.
1: And there you have it. <laughs> all right, you guys. <laughs>
0: Have a very merry Christmas and a happy new year.
1: We'll be back at you soon. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye.
0: Thank you again for downloading. We hope you liked it. Real Nostalgic is produced by Hollis Lazzarini with additional support from me, Terrence McHenry. Our logo was designed by Carissa Westfall. Please check out our website, realnostalgic.com. Like, share, subscribe, and write to us. We'd love to hear from you.